AT&T Fiber presents a straightforward moment. Game on, baby. This looks great. Yeah, streaming is amazing with AT&T Fiber. Must be nice being a gagillionaire. Yup, and the straightforward pricing has made me want to be straightforward with you. I'd much rather stream ice dancing. Is that Alma Hansen and Bjorn Anders? Uh. Straightforward is better. No equipment fees, no data caps, no price increase at 12 months. Live like a gagillionaire with AT&T Fiber. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearing, stuttering host, Matt Sroka, and as always, I'm joined by a guy who's never blown a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter, the button lover, Josh Sroka. <laughs> That's right. We starting with Ravens talk again, two weeks in a row? Jumping just... straight into uh, that game? Which is just such a weird game when it was like Lamar's best game of his career and then everything falls apart in the fourth quarter. Well, the craziest stat was 711 times in the history of the NFL, a team has been leading by 21 points going in the fourth quarter. I'm sorry, 710 times it happened for the Ravens. No, 711 times. And 711 times the team has won. This is the first time... The 712th time was the one time that their team actually lost when leading by 21 yeah. points in the fourth quarter. Right. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately, it's at the same week that the Orioles have also decided to blow every opportunity they have to win. So it's been a rough week for Baltimore sports. Yeah, but fortunately, my fantasy football team crushed it. So it's really, it's not all bad. There's some good in there as well. So I got to win as well in my fantasy. So I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll take that. Though, I'll tell you what. If you want to talk fantasy football, biggest mistake I ever made in I fantasy don't, football okay. yeah. is drafting Tom Brady this year. Yeah. Thinking, thinking that Tom Brady is still a good quarterback. Whatever personal stuff he disappeared for for two weeks apparently destroyed his career as a quarterback. I don't think that's true. I think he doesn't care about the first two weeks of the season. He's pacing himself. I think come Just, December, <laughs> he's still going to be there putting up big numbers. So no coincidence that he sucks for the first two weeks of the season and he missed two weeks of training camp. Yeah, and you his team is still 2-0. You don't go, right, well, yeah. But you don't go two weeks and two weeks and, hey, maybe there's something there? Uh, no. I'm not, I, if, if I'm a Bucks fan, I'm not concerned. I'd be right. more concerned as if I was a Ravens fan. All right. Well, uh, 
what are we going to do? Talk about whether we're going to sign Lamar or Shoei Atani? Which one's coming? Which one will be in Baltimore next year? Is that going to be today's topic? What's yeah? What's more likely? Otani gets signed, or <laughs> we trade for Otani, or Lamar gets an extension with all his guaranteed money. Well, um, I think Otani's the more uh, more likely in those two scenarios. You really? You think Lamar's gone? I no, but I think there's. No, why wouldn't you put him under the franchise tag next year? Makes yeah, no, makes no years. sense to not franchise tag him for two years. Yeah, um, and Lamar's not going to cry because he's going to make a ton of money doing the franchise. Thing. Right, right. Um, as long as he doesn't get hurt, so it's that's why. Well, for him. that's why when you bring up the extension, no, I say Otani. But Otani, Otani to the Orioles would be amazing. I don't know if it's the type of move Mike Elias can make. We have the farm system to do it. I don't. No, there's no history of Mike Elias making a blockbuster trade like that. And Otani to the Orioles would be a blockbuster trade. Yeah. the I mean, I, I mean, on the one hand, if you look at this team, what do we need? A top rotation starter and a big power bat in the middle of our lineup. Yeah. Suddenly it's, you can get we it in one We could solve that with one trade. We could solve both those issues. Right. And I think, listen – if you look at what what the kind of the Juan Soto trade, if you I think that's the, maybe the comparison of what the Padres gave up for, for Juan Soto. I'd do that. I, I'd give up that I, much for Otani. Right. I think you can actually do it. And people on, with, on Twitter are saying you can't do it, but I think you can actually you, do it you without can. trading Rodriguez, Henderson, no, or um, none of the guys or, have been or Rutschman. None yeah, of the I guys think you can, or Grayson. No, I think um, you can trade Kobe. Uh, and you got some other guys down there that you can trade. Yeah, Kowser, Westberg. I mean, our farm system now is to the point where I was thinking about this, and we'll get into it in the show, but you look at the infield next year. I'm still a proponent of signing a shortstop. There's a lot of good shortstops. Right, but at the same time, we've got young guys. Um, yeah, we got we got Westberg. We got Norby. Um, we And so we have depth. Even now in the high mi- mi- minors, we have depth. And right. so it is. But again, the timing, too. Because the reason they're even exploring a trade with the Angels, or the Angels are even exploring a trade, is because you know he's got another year in his contract, and and then he walks. Right. And this would have to be something where the Orioles were also willing to pay him. Oh yeah, a billion dollars to yes. stay. Yeah. But at the same time, you look at it, and like you said, we all know that you want. We all we've been talking. We've been talking since last year. Hey, Correa and a pitcher. Correa and a pitcher. Well. You could get Otani for the same price as a top end and Correa. So why not just get Otani? Especially when, like, <laughs> it just seems to make too much sense. You're talking about, well, a pitcher might not want to come to Baltimore, so we had to move the walls to convince a pitcher. Well, maybe a pitcher that can also take advantage of, of the fence as a batter would also like to play in Baltimore. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean th- there, there's no doubt he would – uh, the Orioles would want him. Uh, he would be a good fit. All, all that stuff. I mean, the question is, the other the other part is too, like if you're trading for him, and this is, uh, I mean, this is all a pipe dream. But if if, <laughs> if you're trading for him, you're trading him for him for one year. The other argument could be if you really are willing to put up, I don't know, what's going to take five hundred million dollars or something insane. If you're really willing to, because you're right, he's going to yeah. get paid. Like a combination yes. of a starter, like we've never even seen this before. He's going to make what a top hitter makes plus what a top pitcher makes. But if you're going to do that, 
why would you give up all the prospects for one year of him? And then like, why not just wait a year till he's a free agent and then pursue him? No, no, no. It's um, only if you can lock that extension up. Right. But what I do know is the angels, like we have fleeced the angels in trades over and over again. <laughs> we, um, maybe good, not the Jemai Jones. I was a lose lose, but the other ones we, we we've done well. Um, and, and I have a feeling the Angels are going to blow this whole thing. And maybe, you know, we can revisit this if they don't trade him in the offseason. And the trade deadline, certainly he is going to be the talk of everyone's team at the trade deadline. And I feel really confident that if Mike Elias, you know, if we're in a position next year where things go according to plan and we're, we're in the playoff hunt, um, I very, I'm very confident that Mike Elias is going to pull the trigger to bring in some more talent yes, at the trade deadline. I agree. Otani will be the biggest name out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think having that conversation then is a little more realistic, though even... Right, because you're not giving up quite as much. Then, no. yeah. Right, because every day he's on the Angels, he's close to free agency, and therefore the trade value goes down. And I, yeah, and I, I don't see... Just because there's so many question marks with next year's team, it, it doesn't make sense at this point to I think really oh, pursue Otani. Uh, come on, Otani but, at any point makes sense. Yeah, I mean I agree. Um, assuming you can lock him up for a long term deal, and yeah, I mean it's going to be, but it would, it would take trading away, you know, five oh. six of your top prospects, and and but Michael Elias has shown the ability to kind of develop prospects and do a really nice job with that. Doesn't and, it make? And we have the best farm system in baseball, yeah. so those things are working for us. Doesn't it make you? Doesn't it just make you feel good as an Oriole fan to see a national article about Otani options and where Otani could go, and see the obvious uh, Yankees, uh, Dodgers, Padres, the obvious big teams, and then see the Baltimore Orioles listed there as an option as well. That people yeah. are that are suddenly seeing. Hey, the Orioles are not. The Orioles surprised everyone this year. Called mixed up some chaos into the AL East this year. But now people are starting to realize. Hey, the Orioles are playoff contenders next year. They yeah, are this and year, it, but they really are next year. And it probably won't be Otani, but there will be. I'm I'm pretty sure at some point, whether it's this off season or the trade deadline next year, like there's going to be a trade for a big name player. Yeah. And that sounds weird that the Orioles are even involved in in trading for but, big name players, but we're getting to that point in in the in this you know in Michael Ice's plan where it's time to use because there's if you look at our minor league system, I think we have more major leaguers in our minor league system than we do have spots to put them. We do, and we so do. and so, what do you do here? Um, at some point, you have to make trades uh, for for yes. higher quality talent at the major level, and. What articles like this, this Otani article that came out is just the preview of articles coming out this offseason. And, and if national reporters start putting the Orioles in those markings of every, every big free agent, hey, the Orioles could fit. The Orioles have the money. The Orioles have the farm system. That then helps the Orioles for all these other free agents who are out there who in the past have said, well, I don't want to go to the lowly Orioles. Now they're seeing, wait, the Orioles are considered up-and-comers. The Orioles are playoff-bound. The Orioles could get all these other guys. Maybe I do, as a free agent, want to sign in Baltimore. Oh, sure. People pay attention. Um, Agents pay attention. Players pay attention. Like, they know what's going on with Gunnar Henderson and Adley Rutschman right now. Like, that is the two guys at the office. I mean, you can talk about 
Ryan Mackhouse if you want. You can talk this, about the guy, but it, this, this is the Henderson has been Gunnar Henderson has the only guy who hasn't cooled off. Yep. I mean this. I mean this team is the Henderson Rutschman team. Everybody else jump on for the ride, and and maybe Grayson hopefully will be there next year. He had another start tonight at at Norfolk, which was and, kind of a mixed start. But yeah. and then Stowers um, got another. Stowers pulled another dong out tonight. So oh, he did. Yeah, okay. he's starting to take advantage of playing time. Yeah, when he's given playing time, right. hopefully he'll get more playing time here down down the stretch. Um, but yeah, we're gonna and I want to get to it later in the show. There's going to be interesting roster decisions to make for this Orioles team. Uh, but Josh, you hinted at it before. It's been um, not a good week for the Baltimore Orioles. When we last talked, I don't know when we talked Tuesday, maybe. Um, yeah. yeah, a week ago. Yep yeah, we it was it was okay. We had just lost the series to Boston, so things were looking a little bit bleak. But right. hey, we had the Nationals. Um, we swept the Nationals. We took care of business. We had two off days that 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 week, and then we went back to the Blue Jays, and we were painting scenarios in our mind. All right, sweep the Nats. You know, take the series against the Blue Jays. And we're back Unfortunately, in it. Yeah, and we're back in it. We are, we would be. But unfortunately, we lost the series two to the Blue Jays, two out of three. Um, and so even then, though, even, we, then, even then, those we, teams are struggling. And uh, we gained a game. Seattle's struggling. We gained a game in that. We went from five back to four back. Yeah. After that and series. And so you think, okay, okay. okay. Um, you know, Tampa Bay hasn't been playing great. The Tigers they, are they, horrible. Yeah. Do You go against the Tigers. You just swept the Nationals. Here's another bad team. And then you lose eleven to nothing, and then you lose the second game three to two. Yeah, um, it's amazingly somehow we're still only five games out of the wild card. You would think we should be ten games out of the wild card, and that's right. That's the thing is those tough losses with the Tigers, and you're like, oh, okay, we're done, we're out of it. But then you look today, and it's oh, we're still five games back. Yeah, and which I on know- the one hand. It's encouraging. On the other hand, it's so frustrating because since Tampa Bay and Seattle have been losing, you could have gained ground, you know, with wins against the Tigers, and, right. and instead you just stayed where you were. Yeah, and um, Tampa Bay's got the hardest schedule left in baseball, uh, as far as. But that, on the other hand, the Mariners have one of the easiest left in baseball. Right. So there's there's tough things like that. Like, um, as we talked tonight. Thankfully, at this moment, the Orioles are finally winning, and they'll probably take the one game. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, they'll take the one game tonight from the Tigers, which is a good opportunity um, while the Rays are playing the Astros. But the Rays are currently winning that game. So then you're like looking, well, we're not gaining anything. It's really frustrating when they had opportunities and they just didn't show up. Yeah, and, and now you look at the schedule, and unfortunately – the two teams you're chasing now, Seattle and Tampa Bay, you play Tampa Bay a bunch at the beginning of the year. You just don't play them anymore. Nope. Um, you do play. You end the season with a three-game series at Toronto, but this rate, I don't know if that's going to even really matter. No, um, and the tough part is seven and a half back from Toronto now. No, and the tough part is after tonight you got four against Houston. Houston's the best team in the American League, yeah, and they're I not think, really what, taking what, the pedal off yet. What's uh, what's Houston's deal? Let me look. Are they they're not playing for the division anymore because they've already wrapped that up, and they're not even really playing for the best. They have the best record wrapped up, so they really don't have much to play for. Actually, um, yeah, they I don't. They don't statistically. They're, they could lose the best record, but they're they're nine games, games up. They're the nine Yankees. games up on the Yankees. Yeah, so they got the best record wrapped up too. But they're also at a point where you don't pull the you don't really take the foot off the brake yet. 
you're still trying to to play. You're still trying to fight. I mean, yeah, four game series. We'd be lucky to come two and two out of that. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and so are you saying that we can this week, you know, September twenty first, we can put the Orioles playoff hopes to bed? Statistically, no. Realistically, probably. I mean, it's really going to be how you handle yourself with the Astros this weekend and how do you take advantage of playing the Boston Red Sox for four games next week as well. Yeah. I mean, it really comes down to that. And you're still relying on a whole lot of luck from the other teams. Yeah. Because you blew it. You blew opportunities. I'd love for it to come down to that series with the Blue Jays, the final games. Because even though I know we wouldn't have that great of a shot, just to be in it all the way to the final series would be so much fun. Hey, it's September 21st, and this is the first time where we're, you know, having a conversation with that this is, you know, this playoff hopes might be done. Right. That's a pretty late date to be having this conversation. And and, and it's not, in the past years, three weeks ago, we we would have our, hey, we've been eliminated conversation. We haven't been eliminated. We won't be eliminated for another week at least, I think, if I did the math right. Um, That is great. That is fun baseball. It's fun in Baltimore. We're going into week three of the NFL with the Orioles still mattering. That's awesome. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I've got my 2023 World Series championship shirt upstairs. I've got that one on sale this week on uh, BirdlandSports.com because that's my belief and my hope right now is that next year, this year was a surprise. It all came early. But what it did is it suddenly gave Adley Rushman, Gunnar Henderson, Kyle Stowers, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins. It gave these guys uh, experience, experience in being in a playoff hunt. It, it allowed our bullpen to really shine and come alive and, and prepare for next year. It gave us, this year gave us an established closer. It's still a couple weeks away where at the end of the season we should do like our top five takeaways from the season. Yeah. But the biggest takeaway is that we're starting to see who this team is. We've been saying for years 2023. Now we can really say 2023 and we can say why. And we can show you what that why looks like instead of just, hey, five-year rebuild, do all this, farm systems getting better, better. We can tell you this is why next year I'm putting my money on the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. At some point we got to go through if we have time today or, or next week. I, I mean, as you're watching these players play and knowing what's going on in the farm system, I wonder how many of these players, though, this has been a magical year, and they've outperformed their expectations. And I think if you look at a team like the Blue Jays, they're a better baseball team. Right. And right. partly because they've already done like the sign for agents and trade for players, and where they're a little ahead of us in, the, in that respect. Yes. But I wonder, I've uh, been wondering who is going to be a part of this thing in 2023 and 2024 and 2025. Because I think there's a lot of players on this roster, including the offense, who won't be in a couple of years. But I wanted to quick do a, a down on the farm. Okay. A couple of notes. I'm wearing today my Aberdeen Ironbird shirt. Okay. Today they're playing in the what South Atlantic Championship game. It's been a, a three-game series. They split the first two, and so the winner of tonight's game is the winner of the 
of the league, and it's a nail biter. Right now, it's in the sixth inning. It's one nothing. Um, Aberdeen is is losing. Um, but I want to point out, um, as it's fun to see. I mean, the Bowie Bay Sox season's done. The Shorebird season's done. Aberdeen is done. Be done today. Um, and Norfolk is done at the end of the month. But but I wanted to highlight the play of this guy, um, Judd Fabian. Uh, Fabian was my favorite guy from the draft outside of Holiday in this past year's draft because he's a guy that got drafted last year by the Red Sox and refused to sign, like chose to not sign with the Red Sox, went back to Florida to to school. He's a Florida boy, Josh. He's from Ocala, Florida. I don't know where that is, Ocala, Florida. Um, Anyway, was drafted this year in the the second round, like the compensation picks. by the Orioles. And when he signed with the Orioles, he said he didn't want to play for the Red Sox. He had always wanted to play for the Orioles, which is really cool. And since he's been with the Ironbirds from just getting drafted, he's done nothing but rake at, at Aberdeen. Average in batting average 333, OBP 455, OPS over 1,000. He's been crushing. So um, good luck to the Ironbirds tonight. I hope they win, win the championship. And I think Judd Fabian is a name hopefully we'll be hearing a lot of soon. And I like him because he, again, rejected the Red Sox and wanted to play with the Orioles. That's a cool story. No, that's that's an awesome story. And you're right. There's there's all types of good stories. Uh, listener Drizzle is over at the Ironbirds game tonight wearing a uh, Welcome to Birdland shirt, showing off for Birdland Sports. So got to give him a little shout out as you're bringing up the Ironbirds. Oh, very cool. Um, and while we're talking about down the farm, a couple other just notes. The Tides are still playing. But by the way, we've been talking about the Tides. Um, have you seen, what, about have you seen what Norby's been doing for the Tide? Yeah, I wanted to mention him. He, I mean, we got a lot of big names in our system. Henderson was down here all year. We got Kowser. We got Kerstat. We got Westberg. Yeah. Who leads the, the Orioles minors and home runs? A guy by the name of Connor Norby. Um, a guy who started off this year with the Ironbirds, rep- promoted to Bowie, now promoted um, to to the Tides and playing with the Tides yeah. down the stretch. Has another home run today, two, uh, batting three for five. He's only had two games with the Tide, and he's got two home runs and six hits. Yeah, and now has 27 home runs in the season uh, if you combine Aberdeen and Bowie and Norfolk. For the most home runs, and that's the guy we talk a lot about yeah. Westberg and Henderson. I mean, Norby, who again is not a low draft pick, he went in the 20, uh, the, the 2021 draft in the second round. So, again, another Mike Elias guy, but a guy who's made huge jumps and strides, um, in, in the minors this year. So, props to, to kind of Norby. No, and a guy um, that has played enough that he's getting that spring invite, they'll be checking him yeah. out in Sarasota. Yeah, and so I know Henderson's in this infield, and I know a lot of people are penciling Westberg in the infield, and he should be because Westberg has had a great year at Norfolk. It makes sense for him to you know be with the Orioles at the start of the season or right. very close to the season. But then all of a sudden you get this Connor Norby kid too, yeah, who is making the case that he should be there as well. So it's just getting crowded. What happens to Mateo and Urias? Yeah, because they have played well enough to not be cut or not be demoted. But right. how do you fit them on this team? It gets interesting. But here's the here's the Norfolk offense. Since, right. l- l- let's call it last Sunday. We talked about, I mean, the Orioles have been struggling offensively outside of Henderson. Um, but Norfolk, since since last Sunday, 
They put up nine runs, then 12 runs, then 13 runs, then 14 runs, then nine runs. This is all just kind of consecutive games. Um, then they had a down night where they only put up four runs. But then again, nine runs, then two runs, and then t- t- tonight, 11 runs. I mean, they put up double digits the past two weeks, all but what, two nights. I mean, it's just kind of been incredible what um, what their offense is doing. Um, so that's, I think, really encouraging because a lot of that offense is Connor Norby and Colton Kowser and Jordan Westberg. Yeah, the future. And some Brett Phillips in there too. But a lot, a lot of it is not the Brett Phillips. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But a, a lot of it is the future. But Brett Phillips is enjoying that paycheck. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, Josh, also, Grace Morriga started today. Yeah. Um, he could have started for the Orioles. They chose to start him again at Norfolk. Do you think Grace Morriga gets any starts for the Orioles? Um, we're running out of starts here. I mean, he's really, what do we have? Two more opportunities, right? At most. I don't know. I could yeah, easily see the more, argument yeah. of like, bring him up for experience. I could also see the argument of every game matters. And I don't really want to put a, my rookie star, no matter how great I think he is pitcher. Do I want to put him in a position where you lose and our season's over? Even though the season's kind of already over, it's not mathematically yet. Yeah. Like, well, what if it's mathematically over for his last start? Did he get his last start in Baltimore? I don't know. It's really at that point of like contract. And I know people hate to hear the business side of the game. But is there any advantage to have him coming up for one game? If it's not going to push you to the playoffs, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Um, not that Menti's coming off injury, so he's still building up his innings. I would maybe add extra pressure to him. And to what gain? Can you gain a whole lot of experience for being up here for two days? No. I, yeah, I don't know what the real benefit is at this point. I mean, if so, you, when, do the, when does Norfolk season end? Um, his, their last game is the 28th, so a week from today. All right. So if you want so let's have to, another week after that. So you could let him come up and hang out in the dugout for a week and not even pitch if you want to get yeah. him around big leaguers. In the dugout, hanging out, we're getting him pretty much the same amount of experience as if he came up and pitched one game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I don't. If they do let him start the last game, fine, but I don't expect it, and I, I don't right. really care that much. All right. Say the Orioles get mathematically eliminated. Right. Do you bring them up for the very last home game to bring the crowd in? Or is that yeah. even possible? Can the Orioles even be eliminated before the last home game? When's the last home game? That's what I'm pulling up. Oh, the Toronto, yeah. the Toronto series. Oh, Toronto so, yeah, they can be. They could. Yeah, they, they could bring be. them up and say, hey, guys, we know we're eliminated. We still got to play these three games at the Blue Jays. But, hey, come on up and see Grayson Rodriguez pitch. D.L. Hall will pitch one. And uh, I don't know. Ryan McKenna can pitch the third game. Whatever. That seemed to excite the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, they are going to put him on in the offseason. I think they have to protect him for the 40-man. And he's going to be there an opening day. I'm right. confident that he'll be there an opening day. Yes. So what? there's no harm on putting him for the 40-man. But he will just, I feel like, be taking up space. Um Yes, I don't know. I'm conflicted about it. Who, and I, uh, I don't really care one way or the other, to be honest. Who pitches the home opener? Grayson Rodriguez or the big arm that we sign? Yeah. Or Tyler Wells. Oh, see, so you missed the correct answer. Shirt. The correct answer is Otani. Yeah, Otani. Otani for this week. 
Yeah. Live, live the, live, uh, let's I, set I, the I'd dream. I'd be good with that. So it was, um, speaking of playoffs, I also want to mention, it was good to see Buck Showalter, the Mets, clinch their playoff <laughs> berth. Do you I, see that? Yeah. How did that make you feel to watch him give hugs to everybody? I love Buck. Did you see him asking for the ball? Yeah. For when the Mets had set the record for most uh, hit by pitch? Oh, no, no, I didn't see uh, that. Yeah, the Mets hit, set the record this year for the most hit by pitch. So he asked for the ball. Okay. For the last one to set the record. I like that. I also am talking to this press conference about Tiki Taki. His uh, comments there kind of went viral. Yeah. And he was talking about uh, some musician, too, that went viral as well. Yeah. I love and miss. I've got some, I got some acquaintances down here and some friends that are Mets fans. And I am so jealous that they get Buck Showalter every night. Yeah. It's, I miss Buck. Yeah. I mean, this is Braves territory down here. So they, they're, they're not fans of Buck or the Mets, but. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm, 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 I've never rooted for the Mets before. I've had never had a reason to, um, but come playoff time, yeah. we're going to be pushing for the Mets. Sure. That's going to be my, my team. Speaking of managers, we got to talk about manager Hyde. Why? Because I want, my question for you is this week of like the Orioles and their story and then just struggling through these stupid games and big blowouts and stuff this past week. Does that ruin his chances at manager of the year? Because when you look, the fact that the Orioles were projected for crap and they did this much, he should be a shoe in for manager of the year. But does the fact that they don't make the playoffs, does the fact that they lost games they should win this past week hurt his chances at manager of the year? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't I don't know how they decide manager of the year. It's such a weird thing. It's 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 um, voting. It's it's Newspaper yeah, columnists I, I, and reporters vote in. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it's, that, but what I mean is like, better how, how than the All Star voting. How do you assess how good a manager is? Like, maybe they they should just say their projected win total. Whoever had you know more wins than their projected win total wins the manager of the year, right? Or should, should it go to some team who actually I don't know overcame injuries and overcame adversity? Um, if you look, I mean, you also look at playoff teams. Like the Mariners, who haven't been in the playoffs in forever, um, maybe I don't even know who who is managing now the Mariners, but but maybe it should go to, to the manager for the Mariners. Um, and so I don't know. It doesn't I don't care. I don't care about manager of the year. I only care about rookie of the year because I have money on Rutschman, but that's not looking good for me right now. But I don't really care about these. Even there's all this discussion about Utani or Judge for the MVP. I don't really care about that either. I think they're both having incredible seasons, and we can enjoy watching them both without fighting over who gets the MVP. Um, so I think Hyde has obviously done an amazing job this year. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I really don't care if he gets the manager of the year. I mean, I hope he gets it. Just gives some oh, some love. But um, I don't, I don't care that much. Yeah, and I mean, come on, Judge is having a pretty amazing season. As long as we don't find out this off season, oh, he was on this steroid or something. If he passes 62, you got to give him the MVP. I am yeah. very entertained by the fact that that Major League Baseball and all reporters have done a great job of pretending that Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, and Sammy Sosa never existed. Maybe, maybe. I was listening to Tim Curtin talk today um, on the Tony Corn Co- Hazard podcast, and he was like, and Tony said what you said, like, yeah, I consider. I don't consider McGuire and Sosa to be real home run records he, as long as he gets past 62. 
And Kirchner was like, no, like, what are you doing? Like, that's the record is Bonds record. And he went on to say that he thought he think Bonds is the third best hitter of all time no. behind Babe Ruth and, and Ted Williams. And, and so I Kurt, agree with that take. And Kirchner's like, if you start not counting their home runs, then you have to reopen every record book and start canceling things and swiping things. And no, where do you stop? That's how I feel. That's exactly that's that's my point. Is, all right, well, you and Tim Kirchner are on the same page. That's here. my point. Is baseball is pretending like all these other guys didn't exist and trying to say, oh, he's going to set the record for most home runs, when baseball put everyone in that steroid era. Baseball created that steroid era because it was good for baseball. And now they want to pretend because that because it has became a little bit of a black eye for baseball. They want to pretend and not put these guys in the Hall of Fame and not do this and that and pretend like the players did this without our knowledge when we know that all of Major League Baseball knew this was going on and that it was going on with the pitchers and the batters and Major League Baseball accepted it. So now they're trying to pretend with this Aaron Judge thing that that period didn't exist. That period didn't happen. And I think it's complete crap. Yeah. No, I think it's crap too. And I'm I'm to the point where I'm starting to – I did it yesterday and I'm going to start doing this more. This is where we need a, a red zone for baseball. But like I'll turn on the Yankees game because I want to see Aaron Judge. I want to see him get – you know, he got 60. I want to see how many home runs he gets. Um, I love that they're pitching to him. It's not – he's not getting the Barry Bonds treatment where he walks every time. Pitchers are pitching to him. But no, I am I, – I don't hate Aaron Judge. I'm glad. I mean, if, if it's going to happen to a Yankee, I'm glad it happened to him. Um, yeah. It's going to be next Yankee after this year. But but no, I'm 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 intrigued by it. I think it's a cool story. I and hope. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm I'm a fan of this kind of chase to seventy now. I mean, he's at sixty now. We know he's going to get sixty two. I hope he gets seventy three. I, I do too. For the for baseball sake, for baseball it's better so that we can than say, hey, you did pass Bonds yeah. instead of this and Bonds. Yeah, instead of. A real fake whatever crap. It'd be great for baseball if he gets seventy three. Um, you don't think he's a Yankee next year? No, I don't. Do you think you can set a mark like that and the Yankees can just say, "Okay, go play someplace else"? At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. <laughs> Hmm, no. You know, we really lost our stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. I do. I do. I think the Yankees have become fiscally responsible, and I think he's going to cost a ton of money, and I think I'll go somewhere else. Because the reason he's hitting those home runs is because he's in a band box, because he's in Yankee Stadium. Well, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, he would have less for the Orioles. Yes, um, he would not be. He would not have sixty for the Orioles. No, he might have. He might have a lot. Uh, but no, he's still going to have a good amount and a good season. I mean, I mean, he 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 is he is on the. He's going. He, he has a chance to win the triple crown, which is also kind of incredible. 
um, to do. He's not doesn't just it for power. He also it's for average. So yeah, it's pretty incredible. No, he's incredible. Yeah, have an incredible year. Um, all right, hey. So I know. Let 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 let's do this real quick, Josh. I'm want to say a uh, a name for the Orioles roster. Okay. And you tell me, kind of rank them one to ten. Ten, they're a definite part of our future. So next year, but also 2024, 2025, like they are a definite part of our future is 10. One is they're gone after this year. Like there's no chance they're coming back. Or it's, you know, somewhere in between there of one to 10. All All right. So 10, you're coming back. 10, you're coming back. One, you're not coming back, you know, and or you're somewhere in the middle there. All right. Let's Let's, go. Let's start with the catchers. Adley Rutschman. 10. Robinson cheering us. Uh, Three. Oh, man. He better be a one. I mean, it depends. He's not, he's going to be super cheap. And you're going to be like, who, who, why do you care who the backup is? Well, I think because they want to rest Adley to keep that bat healthy. So I think he's a one. They better bring in a better backup. I I don't see it coming. I'm I'm down with that. I don't Um, like the guy. I just don't see. Spending money on a backup. So let's go to the infield. Gunnar Henderson. 10. Ryan Mountcastle. Uh, 10. Really? But maybe not at first base. Maybe DH. Okay. Yeah, I think the I, slump of Ryan Mountcastle. He had a really bad. He's having a better September. Right. Had a really bad August. Yeah. I don't think you replace Ryan Mountcastle at this time. You're not giving okay. him a ten. What are you giving him an eight? I mean, I mean, I think a lot of people give him lower than a ten. You look mm-hmm. at his batting average on base percentage. Yeah, but I'm just saying at- he'll be here. I'm saying a ten is. For, I I don't see why you would replace him. You you don't see that as a position we could upgrade in free agency. Mm, you could upgrade first base, but I think then you keep Mountcastle as your DH. I don't think Mountcastle is not on this team next year. What about in two years? You asked me about next year. Why going forward? Like to 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 me, a ten is they're here for the next three years. See, you didn't ask me that. You said a ten means they're guaranteed here next year. No, ten. We'll rephrase the question. I said twenty twenty three, twenty four, twenty five. Ten is they're here for the long haul. Next three years. All right, so we're Um, going three years now. Mount Castle is a seven. Okay. Yeah, I probably put around there too. I was going to say eight. Uh, So I put it right there. Um, Odor. Uh, one. Okay. I, th- I think a three. <laughs> I like Odor, but I can't see him on this team next year. When we talk about how many infielders we have that have, uh, that would play better than Odor on this team now. I know it's hard to imagine, but it's, it's also hard to imagine that him being on the starting lineup every day, but somehow he's there. So there's some part of the <laughs> I know, like, there's something, everybody something. loves yeah, Odor. Sign him. But um, his deal, his contract's up after this year, right? Yeah, it's a one, it was year, a one year. Yeah, I mean they could sign him to a. I mean I don't think anyone else is going to sign him next year. Like, could, what about this year? Makes another team sign him, so maybe like a minor league deal. Could so we sign him as around. the mascot or a clubhouse yeah. attendant? Because we want him around the guys. We just don't want him on the field. Yeah, Bat Boy, something, yeah, something like that. Um, Jorge Mateo. Oh, see, that's where it gets tough. I'm going to go with, because Mateo is good. 
Mateo has shown that he deserves a spot. But you have so many young guys behind Mateo that it really makes you wonder, is Mateo a trade chip? Is Mateo a guy that you could trade, you still have control, he's proven, he's cheap. Is he a good trade chip? I'm going to go six because I think he's a trade chip. Yeah. I remember hearing Elias talk about how much he enjoyed like exciting baseball, steals, triples, like these things that we love in baseball. That Mateo symbolizes. Back, part of moving the wall back was for signing free agent pitchers, but also to make the game more exciting. I think Elias loves Mateo. I think he loves Mateo. I think he loves his playing style, the way that he plays. So I'm a little higher than you. What, what number did you say? I think I said six because I think he's a trade chip. Okay. I would put him more as a seven maybe. Um, but not as an everyday starting shortstop. I see him more as, I mean, he's the perfect super utility player, can play the infield positions, can be your late, in, late inning defensive yeah. replacement, can be your pinch runner late late in the game. That's that's how um, they used him today. Can play a little bit of everywhere. Tonight, um, Barva played uh, second base, and then Mateo went in the eighth Barbara. as a pinch runner to steal. Yeah, perfect. See, I see that his role going forward in the future. Um, speaking of uh, Vavra, is Vavra? He's a weird one, right? Doesn't get a ton of playing time. Yeah, but he's got a two seventy nine bat average. He's listed even on. I'm, I'm on the Orioles website looking at their forty man. That's where I'm pulling his name. What's he from, listed so as? Don't forget anybody. What position? A, desi- a designated hitter. So he's not even getting a position. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That's weird. Vavra. He's played left field. He can play second base. What's the future of Vavra? I don't know about Vavra. I'm going to go with a five because, again, if you keep him in this infield, he's blocking people. If you keep him in this outfield, he's blocking people. But he's proven himself to be an everyday player. So could he be a bench guy? Sure. Is he a bench guy? I don't know. I'm going to go five. Yeah. I mean, look at Vavra. All the things he said about Mateo don't really apply that well to Vavra as being a super utility guy. I mean, he does have flexibility. He can play multiple positions, but not as well as Mateo. And, I mean, if I'm a rebuilding team, a guy like Vavra, is I want to sign him and play him every day. Um, but for the Orioles, I think this is going to be a numbers game. So, yeah, I put it as a three. I just I don't see him as being part of the future no. long term. I think there's too many other more talented yeah, players. Yeah, I just don't know. You go either way. All right, who's next? Ramon Urias. See, you're, you're getting me with these guys that are tricky guys because again, I mean, I'm just going down the roster. Again, this is this is yeah, this is the roster. Urias had a great start to the season. Defensively, he's one of the better players on the team, but he's only batting two forty one. He's got that sneaky. Runs, he's got that pop, sneaky pop home run. Pop. <laughs> But again, he's a trade chip. I'm going six because he's blocking young guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this this is who Ramon Urias is, right? He's he's a decent hitter. He's a plus defender. I mean, I think actually he could be he can play in multiple infant positions. He could be a neat utility guy, but you kind of already have that in Mateo if you keep Mateo like right. that. Um, so it's, yeah, I mean, I like him too, 
But I also think this is a spot where we can upgrade with a Norby and Westberg or free agency. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I put him as a, as a three. All right. All right. I like this. You, I like that you're not agreeing with me on any numbers. You're going a little more, a little less. This is good. All right. Uh, Where's the next? Let's go. That's one? the infield. Infield done. All let's right. touch on the outfield real, real quick. Um, outfield, and these I'm talking about guys who are on the 40 man and currently on the team, actually. So Austin Hayes. Austin Hayes is an eight. An eight. I think Austin mm. – I love Austin Hayes. I love watching him. I love defensively Austin and Cedric side-by-side. Side. Um, he really cooled off a little bit there. Again, had a poor August where he was really struggling. He's getting on base again, starting up, but he's still – he's batting 247. Uh, oh, well, no, he's batting 249, sorry. Um, so I love Austin Hayes. I love his speed. There's still – I want him to prove himself as a major league player. And he's taken steps, but I'm not ready to give him that 9-10 slot that I can give Gunnar Henderson and Adley Rushman. Yeah. I mean, I don't – if you look at something like defensive war with with Hayes, I don't know if we care about this, but he's in the negatives, and he's kind of never been great in his career. Right. I know he's got the start, strong arm strength, but I, I – I, I actually think the Orioles can do better defensively than Austin Hayes. Um, you said, what, a seven or eight? I said a seven. Yeah. This one, I actually think we're kind of going to disagree on. I would put it probably a four. Um, I think it's more than likely that Austin Hayes is not a part of the long-term future of the Orioles. Just because you look at good actors coming up like Colton Kowser. Right. Um, and then maybe we go in free agency with outfit as well, too. And Austin Hayes is just... I feel like Austin Hayes is good. He's average. He's a little bit above average, but he's not. And he's exciting. Like he plays so hard and he's fun to yeah. watch. Like he's. But at the end of the day, his numbers are, I think, somewhat pedestrian. He's the favorite Oriole of a lot of kids. Yes. And he's it's very likable. And it's because of the style he plays. And it's yep. awesome. And I love that kids love Austin Hayes. I love Austin Hayes for the same reasons. But like I was saying, he's not a star like Gunner and Adley are. He's yeah. good. I mean, if you care about numbers like uh, weighted runs created plus, it's at 105, which is, again, it's it's that's kind of who he is. I feel like it's fine. Um, but I feel like that's also a spot we can upgrade. Um, so, yeah, that's there's see, I, there's a bunch of guys. I would throw, you mentioned Mateo, Urias. I would throw Hayes in there, too. That's These guys tips. that, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you can't have every player in your team is not going to be elite. Like, you're going to have your Austin Hayes guys on the team. Right. Um, but also... When you're at this point where you're good but looking to make advancements, you got to look for where are the spots on the field that we can upgrade, and these are some spot possible spots where no, the Orioles could. And upgrade. it's like when you look at how you rate players, you have your A players, your B players, your C players, and in the farm system you have your A, Bs, and Cs. And what the great teams do is they keep the A players and they trade the B players. And the B play and when you have a great farm system and a good team, your A players. Your B players are A players on other teams. And it's the, to the point that some of those B players, like Urias, Mateo, Hayes, they're, they're kind of phasing out in Baltimore, but those B players can be A players on other teams because yeah, they I mean, don't have the wonder, depth. I, 
Yeah, it's, it's an interesting point. I, I don't know. I don't know what the trade market is for Mateo Urias or Urias. I mean, or Hayes. I, I don't know. I'd be curious to see what that trade market is like. Uh, Ryan McKenna. I love Ryan McKenna. Am I crazy? I do too. I'm a big. Why Ryan am McKenna I such fan? a big McKenna fan? Where I really, I feel like he takes advantage of opportunities. I love the way McKenna plays the ball, plays the game. I want McKenna. I want to give McKenna a ten. He's not a ten. I'm going to go with a seven with McKenna. Yeah. Again, he seems like the ideal fourth outfielder. You don't. He's not going to. I mean, I think he's got. I think I would call him sneaky pop too. I think he can hit home runs. Um, but he's. He he's fast. He's great defensively, or he's good defensively. He's a good base runner. He's a guy you want in there late in the game, um, and he can spell the guys. So yeah, I think fourth, fifth outfielder. Um, yeah, I put him as as a seventh. Too. Yeah, I think it's a good Again, number for him. I don't think he's not as a starter, starter but no, just as, as a bench player. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I like McKenna so much. It's I just do. I know. Uh, yeah. And it's something about like maybe if he played every day, we get annoyed with him. Right. The only plays every now and then we can still yes. like him. Yes. I agree. C- Cedric Mullins. Oh, see, I'm interested on in your take on Cedric Mullins because I like Cedric Mullins. But I think Cedric Mullins falls into that really good player. Really good player. He's taken some good strides, good steps. He's a really good player. I think he's a six. I don't know. He's an A outfielder on this team now. I don't know if two years from now he's an A player. Yeah. I mean, if you look at last year, he would have been, if you had the conversation last year, he would have been a 10, right? Yes. Last year he had an OBP of 360, a batting average of 291, hit 30 home runs famously, right, um, to go along with the 30 stolen bases. This year the stolen bases are there, but all the other offensive numbers are and down. All of our team is stealing bases. Mateo, Hayes, McKenna, all these guys are stealing bases. Henderson is fast. Henderson. Um, So suddenly you don't need Mateo as your only base stealer. Or not Mateo, uh, Mullins. Mullins, yeah. Um, So, yeah, now this year is batting 261, 322 uh, on base percentage. They're even started to bench him against lefties. Yeah. Um, He's having a down year compared to what he had last year. Um, so I guess you got to ask yourself, is kind of this who such a is, or can he get back to what he put up last year? Um, cause last year, if he can put up the numbers he put up last year, he's, he's, he's a 10. If he's putting up the numbers he did this year, he's closer to what you said about a six or whatever. Um, so yeah, I would put him, I mean, I think eventually he's a guy that's likely to move to maybe left field, right? If you move away from Austin Hayes. He right. can move to left to give you that speed, and you're less concerned about the arm strength playing left field. Um, but I think he's still going to be a part of this team. I think he makes for a nice platoon opportunity if you want to platoon him. Um, yeah, I mean, his. Yeah, I would say I would say eight for such a right, So That's you're higher. On, you're higher on Mullins than me. I'm a little higher. Yeah. Um, Kyle Stowers. I like, again. I like I like sunshine. I like him. I like you, Stowers. I think I like Stowers. I like our guys. I think Stowers. I wish he would play more. I'd like to see more of Stowers, and maybe it's like McKenna, where if I saw more of Stowers, I'd get sick of Stowers. I like the way he plays the game. I like the fun. I am gonna go with a seven for Stowers. I know that's probably yeah. higher than you have him. 
but I like him. I want to see more of Stowers. Well, I'm with you. I, it's hard to put a number on because I want to see more of him. If they were playing him every day, I feel like I would have a better idea of what number to give him. Because um, I feel like in my mind, yeah, seven sounds good to me. But if they're not playing him, if they if they actually want to play Aguilar over Stowers, well, maybe they view Stowers as a four and we view him as a seven or something. Right. Maybe they don't like him as much as we do. But yeah, I mean, he, he he's a power hitter. He's shown the ability to, to grow and improve as a hitter. His walk rate was up in the minors. Um, he's actually proven the ability, the ability in the minors to hit both righties and lefties, even though we'll never play him against lefties. Um, I, I think he's the ideal platoon guy, righty, lefty. Um, I don't, it's weird too, because like McKenna's that fourth outfitter with the speed and can play multiple positions. Stowers isn't that guy. I feel like you want Stowers playing every day. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I would put, I would put Stowers long term future here. There's also some good outfitters coming on the way. Um, so I would put him as a six, but I feel like I want to see him play every day. Like he'll definitely be here next year and hopefully next year I'll have a chance to play in a hundred games or something. And then next year, I think we'll have a much better idea if Stowers is right. how good Stowers Cause is. Cause I get excited. And part of it is, come on, I've been watching tonight's game. Stowers went two for four so far tonight. He's got, he, he a, always he's, he's got a two run home run. It's, it's fun to watch him play. So yeah. a little bias there. Yeah. Um, uh, and his first home run, I mean, come on, with uh, to to tie the game, yes. send an extra innings. Yeah, clutch. Um, yeah, yeah, it's got that clutch gene. So, yeah, I'm a Stowers guy. So, yeah, shoot, I convinced myself to go up to seven now on him just after that conversation. <laughs> uh, it's not an interesting guy oh. um, who's had a really good year um, in a team that lacks – kind of. I think our team kind of lacks power. Yeah. Um, Santander um, – is our power guy 27 home runs hitting the middle of the order josh what how do you see santander he's 27 now 27 years old so a little bit older than maybe the other players we've been talking about four but uh, you think four you think santander santander is gone i think i think he should have been traded at the (laughs) offseason say one you coward i i think he should have been traded at the trade deadline I think really? I would be trading him this offseason. I think we got a really? bunch of young guys. If you trade Santander, I like Santander in the lineup. But you've got guys now that can hit. You've got Rushman in the lineup. You've got Henderson in the lineup. The an outfield of Hayes, Mullen, Stowers for next year sounds like a lot of fun to me. I would like to trade Santander this offseason. Wow. So if I ask you to rank the outfielders, Mullins, Hayes, and Santander, as far as just all-around baseball player who you want on your team, how would you rank Mullins, Santander, and Hayes? <laughs> That's the funny thing. I'd put Santander first. Okay. The guy you want to trade. Yes. Explain but, that to me. But because I think, I think he's at the top of his game, I don't think he goes any higher. I think you can trade high on him right now, and I think you've got young guys that – where he lacks maybe defensively. I don't know what his defensive war is right now, um, but I think it's, it's it's negative 12 for those who care. <laughs> See, I think Not you great. can put a younger guy with more range out there in the right field, and then I think you have enough bats coming up in the lineup that you can afford to, to let him go at a point where you want guys that you can trade and and make some moves. I think he's a good a good trade candidate. Yeah, I, I would agree with you last year. This year, though, I think he's just been so good. 
and a team that's kind of lacked offense, if I was doing that ranking, I would still probably put Mullins first, hoping he regains some of the form last year, but he's still a good player. Uh, so I put Mullins first, then Santander, then Hayes. So to me, if you give me those three guys, like I would be, you know, no. the quickest to say goodbye to Hayes actually over Santander. No, I, think, I agree, but yeah. I think you get more back for Santander. Yeah, that that may be true, but I'm not. I don't care, Josh. At this point, what we get back, I care about what you get more, a better single A player. Like we're talking about, we're prepared to kind of win now, and I want, and I think this team lacks power in the middle of the lineup. I think we're getting better with it with Rutschman and Henderson and and Westbrook coming and Norby coming clearly with 27 home runs in the minors this year. But I still think we need the power of Santander. Hayes doesn't bring that power. Um, Mullins doesn't really bring that power this year. So I, I think you need that guy in the middle of the lineup. And so, and so, yeah, I, 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 I would not trade. I would not pursue trades with Santander. I might pursue trades with some other guys like Urias and Hayes, but I think Santander stays and I, I've changed. I've come around on it. Even I've come around on this. This is the first year I would say, like, I really want Santander on my team just for what he brings offensively. I think, too, I mean, he's a good DH guy. Um, if you play Ryan Mackhouse every day at first, because Ryan Mackhouse has made some great improvements at first base. Yes. Um, Santander is a guy, switch hitter, can be your everyday DH. Yeah. Okay. Right. I understand that. I think we both see him the same way. It's just whether he's blocking people or not. I like the DH role. I didn't think about that. I do like that angle. Yeah. Uh, one last guy. Jesus Aguilar. <laughs> Why is he on this team now? Forget about he next year. Like, Forget about three years like from now. He's like a negative two. Like he should have been cut two months ago. Yeah. Like what are we doing? Yeah. I don't understand. I still don't. It was like the Brett Phillips thing. I, I don't understand. I never, never will. So one? Uh, zero. Can we give a zero? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's zero. He's gone. Yeah. He's got to be gone. Clearly a spot you can upgrade. I mean, a spot you can upgrade like literally right now. You don't even need to go to free agency. You can upgrade it literally, literally right now, this moment. You can upgrade it by playing <laughs> Stowers or Bavra every day. Right. You got them today and your team's improved. Yeah, exactly. I don't it's get it. Bizarre. Yeah. All right. So, Josh, I mean, all that to highlight this year, this offseason, next year, going to be some tough decisions to make with the Soros roster. Yeah. It could look very different. Right, come even next year. Yeah, no, it's 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 exciting, and it's like we said at the beginning. This is the year where this is starting to come together, and we're starting to understand what we're viewing. So it's exciting. Yeah, and this is this is a good thing because this is what other teams do. It makes you have to make tough decisions on decent players that you like. Yep. But there's also like you have to look at this team and say where can we get a little bit better. And 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 we can do another episode later. Talk about all the pitchers. I don't know if I want to talk about the, the same pitching. conversation. I don't know if I want to talk about pitching. Pitching, yeah. As as Jordan Lyles is now pitching in the ninth inning, going for the complete game, giving our bullpen a nice rest day, nice off day. Nice and good news. Jordan Lyles throwing a complete game. Jordan Lyles, he's going for a complete game. It is the top That's of the amazing. ninth. The Orioles are up eight to one, and. Uh, Stowers just made a nice sliding into foul territory catch. Because so. Lyles has not been good the past nope. four days. No, but Lyles I mean, looks past, great past today. Ever since the, the illness, he's not been and good. And good news for the Orioles, the Rays lost tonight. So that whole playoff thing where we say, hey, we're out of it, we still keep getting little windows. 
Uh, so it could be we could be looking at four games back, and four games back. I think feels to me like I think it'd be four and a half from the okay, Rays. Okay, four and right? a half. Are, are they already lost? I don't know how the, the Rays like, have lost already. Okay, so it'd be four and a half. But when I get to in, into the fours, I think oh, four game sweep, four game sweep for us, four game sweep for them. Either way, in, in, in the loss column, boom, we're tied. Um, and the other thing about it is Josh, there's not a whole lot of other t- like it's, it'd be one thing if we're talking about. It's weird because you would think, okay, we're we're five games back. There must be like three teams we need to jump to get in the wild card. No, like we're it's us. It's us. It's um, us. And the, the guys Sox are in the are not, are, Yeah, the White Sox are right behind us, and no other team in the American League has a record above five hundred. So no. like, no one's even close. And I get um, that. outside of us and the White Sox. So it's not like <laughs> you have to hop a bunch of teams to get there. And here's the problem with being an Orioles fan right now, is. We start this episode with, all right, our, we, we accept we're not going to the playoffs this year. Here we are at the end of the episode, like, hey, we're, we're four back, and a half baby. back. We're back in this. We're back. We're back in it. We're, we know we're not, we're, the national writers and stuff are saying, all right, well, the playoffs have been worked out. Now they're just playing for wild card season. But it's yeah, still four and a half games back on September 21st. Yeah, I've got to be a little and, excited. Yeah, in sports, listen, we know this crazy thing happened in sports. I once saw a football team have a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter and lost the game. I saw that happen one time. Crazy thing in sports <laughs> happen all the time. And, hey, this is the final two minutes of a football game That's these right. next two weeks. We've seen it happen. At, yeah, and, and we're that, five that, points that, behind. That would be like we're seven games back. No. But we're only 17 points behind. We're not right. even 21 we're, points behind. We're a touchdown behind. When we talk next yeah. week, we might be a field goal behind. Yeah. Field going to safety behind. All right. And the Orioles just locked up that win. So good game for the Orioles tonight, even after a crappy series with the Tigers. Yeah. Let's see what and, happens and so with now, Houston. Yeah. Now it becomes kind of a must win at Houston, which you never want to be a must win at Houston. But um, Well, no. It's in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. I just mean against Houston. Against Houston. Yeah, yeah. I just mean yeah. against Houston. You don't want to have must win games against Houston. But – but. But but yeah, it's going to be it's still appointment viewing your bottom Orioles here at the end of September. It's so much fun. It's so much yeah. fun to have baseball that matters. Yeah, and we're going to transition right into football that matters too when the season's done. Yeah, and congratulations, Jordan Laws, for his complete game. That's always special. Yeah, it's awesome. He's been he was a little bit rough the past few starts, but he's been he's been an important contributor. Leads the team in innings, all that stuff like an important. Especially all those issues at the starting rotation to have a guy consistently pitching deep into ball games the entire season. Jordan Laos has been a nice pickup. Yeah. Um, um, what's what's his number? <laughs> Jordan Laos again. It's like it changes day to day. Hey, he's just pitched a complete game. He's an eight. Yeah. Ask me in a week. He's a three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's going to be another interesting conversation. No, to see just like the rotation for next year. year, the rotation of next year is so interesting. Yeah, yeah. What do they do? Who can move to the bullpen? Because when is all of them? When is means ready? Who do we sign and bring in? How does it all come together? It. I can't. I don't want this season to end, and I also can't wait for the off season conversations. Yeah, because we're presumably we'll be in the talks. We'll be in the running for a lot yeah. of these players. Hopefully. A lot of the top players, hopefully. That's my expectation that we get a top of the rotation arm um and and a, a top of the you know a top hitter. I want those two things. <laughs> you dreaming? Pinch me. 
And we can solve both those things with Otani. Otani. Otani it is. The answer is Otani. The answer is Otani. All right. Hey, uh, last week we talked about how we wished there was a NFL Red Zone type channel for baseball. Right. And a listener tagged us on Twitter to let us know that there is such a thing. It's called the MLB Strike Zone. Now, oh, here's really? the problem. I cannot yeah. figure out how to get the strike zone unless you have, like, charter, cable, spectrum, all these random things. Oh, it's like a channel 643. ML- you and I pay for MLB TV. Yeah. You would think the strike zone would be on there. Yeah. It ain't. It's not there. I can't find it. I can't get it on anything. So it's there. It exists. It's it's also only certain days of the week. It's like Thursday through Sunday or some Thursday through Saturday. It's some weird thing where it's only certain days. It exists. Baseball's working on it. Bring it to MLB.tv. Let us watch it. If it exists, but no one can watch it, does it really exist? Yeah, I don't think so. It still doesn't exist to me. I'll still be saying, hey, I wish there was a red zone until people tell me. Yeah. Keep pointing it out to me. When I have to ask you, hey, how do I get it? And you send me a link of one of these billion Comcast subscribers or whatever, and I can't see any brands that I recognize, you can't get it. Mm. It's all right. It used to be like that for the Mass app for a while, but now we can get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Remember when I remember when Madison 1 and 2 came out and I would go to the gym and I'd get so irritated because the gym wouldn't pay for Madison 2. They would only have Madison 1. So if I would go on days that the Orioles were on Madison 2, I couldn't watch the Orioles. There was no way to know. (laughs) And there was no way to know until I got there. I hated that so much. Yeah. So dumb. All right. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here while the Orioles still have playoff hopes alive. Four and a half games. Right? Yeah. Hopefully we can say the same thing next week. Not for enough games, but the playoff hopes are still alive. It's so fun. Yeah, if they, yeah, if they could squeak in here over Seattle, maybe Rutschman could even get the rookie of the year over Rodriguez. That would be awesome. All right, you can write us a review on iTunes. Uh, like us on Facebook and Instagram. You can get your own T-shirt. Yeah, go, sports. go get the 2023 shirts. I've got them on sale for eleven ninety nine. 2023 World Series champions. Over on burnoutsports.com. Get them. Yeah, get them now. So you you can be the uh, now for, for the record. I was wearing in you know, 2021, so you can take that and stick it. I know, but uh, I know we've had them for a while, or maybe 2020. I don't know when but I started wearing. I'll them. tell you what. I keep getting sample. I got a whole uh, shipment of sample shirts and sweatshirts and like an all over shirts that have like the Maryland flag on both sides and stuff. Every shirt I get, I get I'm so excited. They all turn out great. I'm ha- really enjoying doing this. And uh, so definitely check it out. Cool, absolutely. And you can also go to iTunes, give us a five-star review, write a nice comment. We appreciate it. Let other people know about the show. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Section336. Follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Roker. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's.
This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. Marcus, what happened? I was changing my oil and I spilled some on the floor. Oh, we'll use these $50 bills to wipe it up. Perfect. Got any more? Yeah, yeah, take a couple hundred. Stop. Instead of using money, use an old rag. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary.